Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jinx, did you see this last night? I have heard of people ordering Uber Eats at work, you know, but last night, this one takes the cake. Uh, There was an Uber Eats delivery guy that accidentally walked right on the court during a Duquesne and Loyola basketball game. Don't know if you've seen the video, but zero court awareness from this driver who literally just walked onto the floor. Like, I'm not sure if he's ever been to a basketball game before. He completely uh, ignored, like, the white lines. And Mm -hmm. he was right in the middle of the action because, like, the ball was on this side of the court. Uh, So this is, like, the Dalton Schultz zero awareness play of the week. This guy is the goat of food delivery. I have so much respect for this guy. People don't want to work anymore. They want to take it up to the arena, drop it off outside of a gate. Maybe they get inside and he talks to someone in security and says, yeah, this is for someone on the court. Just take it down. No, 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 no. This guy would not be denied. This guy's the Tom Brady of food delivery. It's like he's got his own TB12 method. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll go above and beyond to make sure my food is delivered to the person who ordered it. We should hire this guy. He's going to work his butt off. He'll do whatever it takes. It was for the ref, even better. First of all, what's the referee doing mid-game ordering food? That's the bigger question here. Number two, I've seen so many people deliver food here in D.C. One time, this guy, in the middle of the road, stopped off. I'm waiting outside because I try to make it easy on these guys. I know they work hard. I'm standing outside on my stoop, bare feet. I'm like, hey, waving at him. And he waves me to the car in the middle of the street. I'm like, dude, this is not called street dash. It's door dash. You take it to my door. This guy absolutely went above and beyond, took it to the court. Oh, you, you got to listen to this. We can see this. Now, this is going to be the turnover. In the there court. he is. There, right right there, there he is. In the yeah, yay, yay. So this a, guy is actually, who's he delivering it to? The ref. The, the, the ref said later. Give it to me later. <laughs> He's the yeah, this Chelsea. is on the ref, uh, but it just it boils down to the zero court awareness for me. Who was that quarterback this year that stepped out of bounds in the end zone? It reminds me of that. Like you were saying, this guy's the Tom Brady of reads. I'm saying he's yeah. the Dan Orlovsky. Didn't Dan Orlovsky oh, do this where he stepped he sure out did. of bounds? Who did that this year? Somebody did it this year. Was it? I forget who it was. Somebody did. And- it. 
Dan Orlovsky was like, finally, somebody did this besides me. It was a college quarterback, I think. I forget who it was. But Chelsea, I, I stand by this guy. This is on the referee. You can't blame a guy for doing whatever it takes to finish the job. I don't know what sort of tip this guy got, but he should have gotten five stars and the max tip, 25%. Maybe customize your tip. He brought it to the floor. I love it. I don't know. I think I'm disagreeing with you here. He looks like a toddler that just didn't know what basketball was. How are you an adult male and you see a basketball game going on and you literally just walk onto the court? Like, hasn't he seen a game of basketball before that you know not to walk mm -hmm. on the floor? This is the kind of guy who, at a wake, at a funeral, would be like, hey, sorry, sorry. Bumps sorry. into the casket. Sorry. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Who had the five guys? I'm so sorry. Who had the five guys? Sir? Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, by the way, it was Jimmy G who stepped out of bounds against the Broncos back in week three, just to clarify that. Was not a college quarterback. We're just going to have to disagree, Chelsea. This I would like to be someone who hires this guy, this Uber Eats guy, as my personal delivery person. That's how impressed I am. Yeah, but he would walk on to the middle of the show. Like, if you ordered yes. Uber Eats during a break, he would be mm -hmm. the guy that would literally get in the frame of your video and be like, here you go. Zero awareness. So is that really what Perfect. you want? I don't think it is. I mean, kind of. I got to tell you, we could use another character on this show. It'd be great. Think about it. Every morning, like I'm starving. Every now and then I'll order McDonald's because I'm a terrible cook and I need some food. I don't eat a ton anyway. And mid-show, we're talking about college basketball, some mid-major game. And this guy shows up. He's like, huh, oh, sorry. Hey, sorry, Chelsea. Sorry. Hey, is this your bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. I'm like, it sure is, man. Thank you. You have a good one. Yeah, you have a good one too, man. Take care. And I'll give him the code to my home to get right in the door. This has all sorts of possibilities. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh, let's move on to the college basketball slate because we do have some good top 25 matchups that hopefully will not be interrupted by an Uber Eats driver on the middle of the floor. All right, let's start off in top 25 action with Florida Atlantic, the number 21 team in the nation, laying nine and a half against Middle Tennessee State. This is a big number, total 135 and a half. Uh, Jenks MTSU has been pretty good at covering, but this is a big spread. And I'll say one thing, FAU has been good at covering numbers lately, 4-0 straight up and against the spread in their last four. So do you think nine and a half is too big of a number here? Yeah, I sure do. And I think the now we're at a good sell-high spot on Florida Atlantic, and the market has sort of caught up with them. They've been playing great basketball, but I think there's value on Middle Tennessee State. They're not great at defending the long-range shot, and Florida Atlantic can shoot from the outside, so that is your sabotage factor, right? But Middle Tennessee State is really long and really athletic. They do a great job of protecting the interior. And I think they're going to try and slow things down, make this a half-court game. And I think they do that enough to keep this within the numbers. So give me the Blue Raiders and the points. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah, I think you just look at the market here and the fact that it's been too low on MTSU. If you look at their last four wins... Three of them have come outright as underdogs. Now, none of those spreads have even come close to nine and a half, but still winners uh, of a game against Rice, two and a half point dogs, winners of a game against Louisiana Tech, three and a half point dogs and UAB. They were one point underdogs in that one. So uh, I think uh, you're right. FAU has been an absolute wagon. Uh, They've been undefeated at home this season, a perfect 11 and no, but we're talking about a big point spread here. I think the Bob, the, the bubble is ready to burst for FAU. I think this is too many points as well. I'll go with the home team for me, MTSU uh, getting the points, the nine and a half. Let's go to the big 10. Michigan hosting number one Purdue. Purdue laying five and a half here. 135 and a half is your total. Uh, I think the question is always can anybody guard Zach Eady? Probably not, but still five and a half points here for a home team in Michigan. Who do you like? I really like Michigan a lot in this spot. Now, Zach Eady is going to do his thing, right? There's no doubt about that. He's a mm-hmm. stud. But I do think that Hunter Dickinson can present enough problems defensively to help keep Michigan close. Also, look, the Wolverines are at home. It's a conference battle, obviously. And the Boilers just have not been good against the number as a favorite this season. They're 5-12 and 12 against the spread. I've seen money come in on Michigan. I think this number is too large, so I'm going to be on the Wolverines. I think that was the matchup that I thought of uh, off the top. Hunter Dickinson, if anybody has a big mm-hmm. man that can probably go toe-to-toe with Zach Eady, well, probably nobody can, but at least Hunter Dickinson is one of the best in the Big Ten. We saw him in the tournament last year. Uh, so I think maybe there is an X factor there down low for Michigan. And plus, this line's already moved. It went from four and a half to five and a half. At some point, I think there has to be some buyback on the home team here. So I do think Purdue wins this one, but I do think it is a little closer than maybe people are expecting. Because if you look at Purdue, uh, overall against the spread, have not been a great team. Eight and 12 ATS this season. So I think this is too many points in a conference matchup. Uh, Speaking of conference matchups, let's go to a rivalry game between number eight UCLA and unranked USC. UCLA length five and a half at home, total 130 and a half. Jinx, I was on USC the last time these two squared off, but also I think they were getting nine and a half points. So this is a little different. UCLA only laying five and a half here and UCLA has looked damn good uh, in this recent stretch. So I'm a little scared to take USC here, but it is a rivalry game. Yeah, I don't know. I've gone back and forth here. I initially leaned UCLA like you because this line is shortened from last time out, but I still like USC. And now UCLA is getting Amari Bailey back, which is huge for them because they're not a very deep squad. But Trojans are 4-0 and against the number in their last four games at home. They're 7-1 and 
in their last eight games against the spread against teams with winning records. Certainly UCLA qualifies. So they tend to play up to the level of their competition. I'm going to grab USC. I think for me, it's the head-to-head matchups because all of these games have been pretty close. Uh, last game, uh, UCLA only won by two as 11-point favorite, 60-58. to 58. Uh, The game before UCLA did win by 10 as six-point favorites. But other than that, we've seen some overtime games uh, between these two. It's a rivalry game. I would lean towards the points but would not be shocked if it's all UCLA here because they've also been good at covering numbers, seven and three against the spread in their last 10 games. So I'm finding it hard to fade UCLA, although they are coming off a loss in which the offense went cold against Arizona, losing that one 58-52. Uh, let's go on to Arizona, number six, uh, against Washington State. Arizona laying five and a half, total 145 and a half. Jenks, initially, I looked at the better team here and the favorite in Arizona think, thinking to myself, five and a half? That's all they're laying? One of the best offensive yeah. teams in the country? But I think it's because Washington State clearly has their number. Uh, they beat them last time around. So maybe Washington State like actually matches up well against this Arizona squad. I'm not buying it, Chelsea. I'm on Zona. And I think yeah. there's some value here because of that upset. I mean, that was a massive upset. I believe that was right. when, yeah, when the Cougars went down to Tucson and won that game, they won it outright 74-61. I believe that was their first win on the road against a top five opponent in history, in the history of the university. I don't think it's going to happen this time. We keep talking about that Arizona offense, but their defense is really, really good. Also, the Cougars are going to have Arizona's full attention because of that upset. Zona is 16-4 and four against the number in their last 20 games against Washington State. I think that trend holds tonight, so I'm on Zona. Yeah, I think it's a bargain for Arizona, a team that offensively we all know can really run up the score, and I think that this time around is going to be a little different. So maybe you get a better price on Arizona because Washington State beat them last time around but I am not falling into the trap of Washington State. I think it reverts back to, you know, what we see from Arizona. And I think they do look better in this time, uh, this time against Washington State. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.